Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. So glad to have you with me here today, where we are talking about today's current events issues from a constitutional perspective, from a principled perspective, not the revision of history, not government propaganda, just the truth, the way it ought to be told. I just want to uh, let you know we are in New Hampshire, and uh, here's the calendar if you're watching us on YouTube right now. Here's the calendar for the our events here in June and then in July, just so you have a heads up of where we are. You can find this calendar at chrisannhall.com where you can be uh, at our events. You can send your friends, your family members to our events. You can help us spread constitutional education. So on Saturday, we will be in Auburn, Massachusetts uh, at the... Uh, Flag Day Rally and Second Amendment event. I'll let you guess what Chris Ann's going to be teaching on there. And then Monday the 17th, we will be in Rochester, New Hampshire. And uh, I'm going to be hosted there by the Rochester, New Hampshire 912 Project and Restore the Intent of New Hampshire. And that event starts at 6.30. And like I said, you can find all of those details there in chrisannhall.com's calendar. I wanted to show you July because July is, is really, really crazy. July, we're going to be in New Mexico uh, on July 8, 9, 10, and 11. And then on July 13th, we start off a leg in, yes, California, Southern California. So these these New Mexico people that have created this the this week of events in New Mexico, they're off they're off the leash. They are just rabid rabid patriots and these are going to be some very very amazing events. If you go to the calendar, you can see they're 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 working me hard. Uh, I I see here on July 9th four events I'll be teaching in the same day. Actually, I think three events for me and one for JC. So JC is going to be speaking at one event and I'm going to be speaking at another event at the exact same time. So unfortunately, you have to choose, but I'll let you know a secret. I won't get my feelings hurt if you want to go see JC. So if you have friends or family members or you're in New Mexico, please join us because it's going to be worth the trip. It's going to be worth the drive. Now, let me give you a little disclaimer. This show is not for 
the politically weak at heart. I don't mean to just, uh, well, let's just say, I'm going to just give you my legal disclaimer. Because I'm going to be criticizing a very popular conservative politician today. And I'm just going to lay it out there. If, if you don't think you can take it, my feelings aren't hurt if you step off the train right now. So this is this has really got me upset and I, I can't guarantee that I'm not going to get a little emotional over this. So I just want to give you that, that little word of warning. This show is not for the politically weak at heart. And we're going to be talking about an article written by Mike Lee in USA Today. They have Mike Lee listed as an opinion contributor. Now, remember, we have talked about this issue of Donald Trump issuing tariffs on this show. If you haven't heard the show, then go back to the Daily Journal last week. But let me just give you a little brief constitutional explanation. The authority to issue tariffs does not fall on the President of the United States. It is clearly a power that is reserved to Congress. It is an Article I, Section 8 power delegated to Congress alone. So for, the, for President Trump to issue tariffs, to threaten to issue tariffs, is an unconstitutional act by Donald Trump. Now it's complicated by certain issues, but we can't get into those complications before we actually admit without any hesitation or mental reservation that it is completely unconstitutional for the president to exercise a power that has been delegated to the legislative branch. It is a very, very important principle of separation of powers. James Madison, the father of our Constitution, said that without separation of powers, liberty cannot survive. Now, I don't think those are very, uh, I, I think those are very strong words. I don't think there's any room for interpretation or equivocation there. He says, James Madison by the way, Alexander Hamilton repeats James Madison and several of the founders repeat actually the original source of their text in this matter, both John Locke and more relevantly, uh, more exactly I think in this case, would be Montesquieu's uh, essay on the spirit of the laws. So Madison actually says in his in his quote, hey, look, I am quoting Montesquieu here, and we all agree that when power is consolidated in one person or in one branch, and he specifically says, when the power of the legislation is used within the power of the executive, it is a violation of separation of powers and liberty cannot exist. So I don't think you can get beyond that when the people who wrote the Constitution, when the people who ratified the Constitution clearly said, we have specifically delegated these powers to preserve your liberty. Congress has this power. The president has this power. The judiciary has this little bits of power. 
And we have made these lists of powers for a specific reason, and the specific reason is to secure your liberty. I think that's something maybe we miss. That this particular divide, this particular and specific delegation of power is not arbitrary. It's not just an eeny, meeny, miny, mo. They didn't draw straws or draw lots and or pick, you know, topics out of a hat. Okay, this one goes to the president and this one goes to the legislature. And oh, we've given three to the president and six to the legislature. Let's give one to the judiciary. That's not how it worked. They did in-depth, detailed studies not only through their, out their own history and experience, but through that, the history and experience of government and said, this power must rest in the legislature. They actually, in their writing, said why this must rest with the legislator, le legislature, why this cannot rest with the president, with the executive branch. So we must be very clear on these issues. And we must be in agreement. Beyond the complications that we will discuss shortly, the power to issue tariffs is a power reserved to the legislative branch alone. Would you allow the judiciary to issue tariffs? Of course not, Chrisanne, that's ridiculous. Well, it's just as ridiculous for the president to issue tariffs. I almost said, would you allow the judiciary to write law? Well, of course you would. We, we, we've been allowing that for a while, remember? Roe v. Wade is the law of the land, which is also a violation of separation of powers. But let's not get off in the weeds here. We're sticking with tariffs. So Mike Lee writes this letter, or writes this article, this opinion piece in the USA Today. And he says, some have argued that, the pre that President Trump's threatened tariffs are unconstitutional because taxing and regulating authority belongs to Congress. Duh. I, I, I don't really like how he even starts this off. Some have argued. Why couldn't Mike Lee simply say, the Constitution of the United States clearly delegates this taxing and regulating authority to Congress. But why not lead off with that? In the second sentence, he says, it is true that Article 1, Section 8 of the United States Constitution gives Congress, not the President, the power to, quote, regulate commerce with foreign nations, as well as to, quote, impose taxes, duties, imposts, and excises. And then he gives you a little piece of history. The first major piece of legislation passed by the first Congress was, in fact, a trade bill, the Tariff Act of 1789. Now, I'm not quite sure, like I said, why all of this sort of passive-aggressive language? Why not just simply say, it is clear within the language of the Constitution that this is how it works, or how it's supposed to work, anyway. But when we move down through this article, this is the part that inflames my passion and offends my every sense of constitution and liberty. And it's coming from Mike Lee. So before I show you this, I just want everyone out there listening to be clear. 
Don't come to me and tell me Mike Lee is a constitutional champion. Do not do it. Don't ever do it. I will not buy it. I will not accept it. I will not receive it. And I will prove it to you here is why. Mike Lee says, unfortunately starting during the progressive area era, Congress began giving more and more of its tariff management authority and a slew of other legislative powers to the president. At first, the Supreme Court blocked many of these delegations of legislative authority. But by the late 1930s, the court had almost completely relented. And what he says next is what makes me give you that warning about Mike Lee. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. Remember, if you're watching us on YouTube, you get to see the texts, you get to see the, the articles, you get to see all of this as we're going through it so you can follow along. I think it's just an amazing learning tool that we have for you there that you, remember, we're a teach show and not a talk show. So this is a very, very important tool that we have that will allow you to follow along with us, pull up the text. I mean, you don't have to rip out your phone and start Googling and, and start wondering, oh, what was that title? What was that title? What was that title? Well, there we are right there on YouTube, right there showing you the title. The title of the article in USA Today is Trump's Mexico Tariff Threat Shows Congress Must Reclaim Trade Powers and Much More. Mike Lee as the opinion contributor right there in USA Today. So, this is the part that gets me upset. Mike Lee says, Unfortunately, starting with the progressive era, Congress began giving more and more of its tariff management authority and a slew of other legislative powers to the president. At first, he says, the Supreme Court blocked many of these delegations of legislative authority, but by the late 1930s, the court had almost completely relented, allowing Congress to give away as many of its legislative powers as it wished. Can we just pause there while Chrisanne's blood pressure goes through the roof? Do you see what Mike Lee is telling us right here? Mike Lee is telling us that the Supreme Court of the United States is the gatekeeper of power. The Supreme Court of the United States is above the Constitution itself and can determine what powers are allowed to be delegated by which branches of government. It doesn't matter, Mike Lee is telling us, that the Constitution clearly delegates this power to the, federal, to the Congress. I mean, he even says in this article, oh, separation of powers is one of my big things. But guess what? The court, the court decided that they could allow 
the legislative branch to violate the separation of powers, which allows the executive branch to destroy the separation of powers. Every single word within this particular paragraph is a destruction of separation of powers. Mike Lee, do not tell me that separation of powers is your thing because your paragraph proves that it is not. You justify the Supreme Court of the United States allowing a violent offense of separation of powers, which is in of itself a violation of separation of powers. That the courts can determine which branches can exercise what power irrespective of what the Constitution actually says. He says, as a result of these courts' decisions, at least he didn't call them a ruling. As a result of these courts' decisions and decades of Congress punting power to the president, as much as some members of Congress may hate it, hate to admit, Look, I really am having trouble getting through this. My head is about to explode. This is what he says. As much as some members of Congress may hate to admit, Mike Lee, the self-proclaimed champion of separation of powers, this man that Americans have called a quote-unquote champion of the Constitution, says this. As much as some members of Congress may hate to admit what President Trump did was perfectly constitutional and legal. <laughs> That's the sound of Chris Ann's head exploding. Do you see what he's saying? Just because the courts say that this violent violation of separation of powers is okay. It is somehow now magically constitutional. James Madison said to do this was a violent attack on the Constitution itself and the destruction of liberty, the entire purpose of the Constitution. But don't worry, Mike Lee says, Congress said so, the, the Supreme Court said so. We're all good. It is constitutional. Ignore what Jefferson says. Ignore what Madison says. Ignore what Hamilton says. Ignore what the Constitution says. Ignore what history tells us. The Supreme Court says, eh, we're all good. As arrogant men tear up our Constitution And from every direction we cry around can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris N. Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I, I, I just, I, I, I hope that you are just as offended by all of this as I am. This is insane. For Mike Lee to come out and say, as much as some members of Congress may hate to admit, what President Trump did was perfectly constitutional and perfectly legal, is a patently false statement, 
and destructive to your liberty. Can I just, can I just make it personal to you? This is Mike Lee advocating the destruction of your liberty. He is advocating the destruction of liberty for your children and all of your posterity. It has been proven, proven throughout history. This is what Jefferson would refer to as a self-evident truth. But we're supposed to be good because Mike Lee is a constitutional champion and Chris Ann ought not attack the constitutional champion. Okay, first off, a criticism is not the same as an attack, although I think maybe by the aggressive nature of my voice, you might actually interpret what I'm saying that way. But for somebody to say the things that he is saying and put them in writing right now, I think he is the one that is attacking Constitution. He is the one that is attacking liberty. So what Trump did may be legal, but it is not lawful. And it is by no way, shape, or form constitutional. I don't care if James Madison is cloned or resurrected from the dead. And Mike Lee brings him like Weekend at Bernie's before the entire world to see. And now all of a sudden James Madison says, yeah, what the Supreme Court says, that's what the Constitution means. It doesn't matter what I said back then. It's not matter what those who ratified the Constitution said. Don't, you know, ignore all those warnings that we gave you and what Jefferson said. Mike Lee is right. I don't care. Mike Lee is wrong. What in the world are they putting in the water in Washington, D.C.? Is that D.C. bubble, what is that thing called? The Beltway, the Beltway bubble. If they, are they pumping like noxious chemicals in there? Is, is liberalism and progressive ignorance actually a, a disease that is transmitted through the air i'm just asking you because look you've got you've got um justin amash turning against due process you've got mike lee turning against the constitution body snatchers jc's like is this the invasion of the body snatchers i have no idea i cannot help you with why this is happening. I don't know. Is, is, it, is it this Trump thing? The fact that Trump is a loose cannon, the fact that Trump doesn't, doesn't care what people say. JC and I were listening to the radio the other day and I don't remember where it was, but they, were, they played this thing, uh, this quote about Donald Trump saying, hey, you know, if some foreign government comes to me and says, uh, I have dirt on your political opponent, Donald Trump says, if it's the Netherlands or whatever, I don't care, I'm listening. And they said, well, but the director of the FBI says you have to report that. Donald Trump says, I ain't reporting it. The director of the FBI is wrong. You know, you can say what you want about Donald Trump, hate him or love him, but he's unabashedly truthful. He says out loud what the rest of the pot political prostitutes are doing and not admitting. Is that why they're afraid of him? 
because he's exposing all of this, good or bad? Donald Trump is not a constitutionalist. Donald Trump does not know the Constitution, and his advisors are either willfully ignorant of the Constitution or willfully destructive of the Constitution. There is no other option. So he's not getting good advice. Donald Trump has no more constitutional training than the average American in the United States. Just because he was deemed president of the United States, some white, great white dove didn't descend from the heavens, land on his shoulders, and depart to him all the constitutional knowledge he needs. Barack Obama professed to be a constitutional professor, so his ignorance is completely willful. Or his destruction is completely willful because I don't believe he's ignorant either. But Donald Trump is no more educated on the Constitution than the average person. But Mike Lee professes to be. I'm not giving somebody a pass for ignorance. Certainly not giving anybody a pass for ignorance. Because I've said this many a times. Whether you destroy the Constitution because you're greedy and ignorant are greedy and evil, or you destroy the Constitution because you're ignorant, or you destroy the Constitution because you believe in the false principle of sacrificing principles on the altar of pragmatism. Either of these three bring the very same results. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether, as James Otis Jr. said, guilt, malice, or folly. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter because the results are exactly the same. But one is evil, the other is willful, and ignorance can be helped. But Mike Lee making this statement shows me Mike Lee is not ignorant. He's willful. He says, Trump was only exercising the legislative powers that past Congresses gave to the executive branch. Can I mention to you those who ratified the Constitution said over and over and over again, James Wilson, one of the big government guys, says the power of the Constitution predominates. Those are strong words, people. The power of the Constitution predominates. And he says, any act of Congress contrary to the Constitution is null and void. Alexander Hamilton, other big government guy, says that any, uh, therefore, any Legislative pa legislation passed by Congress contrary to the Constitution is null and void. Are you seeing a pattern here? Congress cannot pass legislation contrary to the Constitution and claim that that legislation is still constitutional. Because then guess what? The Constitution is no longer the supreme law of the land. If Congress can pass a law contrary to the Constitution and that law be valid, then what you declare is that the Constitution itself is no longer the supreme law of the land and what is supreme? The will of politicians. 
when the will of politicians becomes supreme over the law of the land, you no longer live in a place ruled by law. You live in a place ruled by the whim of men. And that is not a constitutional republic. That is an oligarchy. And what's crazy is now we have like dueling oligarchies, right? Dueling oligarchies. You have the oligarchy of Congress creating laws contrary to the Constitution and claiming them to be valid. Then you have the oligarchy of the Supreme Court confirming that the oligarchy of the Congress is correct. And the Constitution be damned. I can't, I can't support Mike Lee anymore. And I don't care what you, well, it's just one, no, this is not just one mistake. This is huge. When James Madison says this, that, that Mike Lee is advocating, is the complete destruction of liberty. How do you give somebody a pass for justifying the complete destruction of liberty. When they said out of one side of their mouth, oh, separation of powers is my thing. Can I just show you something? Thomas Jefferson gave us this warning. He says to use this hypothesis, hypothesis that, uh, that, that Mike Lee is proffering here. Oh, the Supreme Court said so, so it must be okay. Jefferson wrote to, to Rome, in, I don't, I don't remember what year it was. To use this hypothesis that Constitution is determined by co the, the Supreme Court. He says, the Constitution on this hypothesis is a mere thing of wax in the hands of the judiciary, which they may twist and shape into any form they please. The great object of my fear is the federal judiciary. That body like gravity ever acting with noiseless foot and unalarming advance gaining ground step by step and holding what it gains is engulfing insidiously the special governments into the jaws of that which feeds them. He says government will become as venal and oppressive as the government from which we separated. What did they separate from? A kingdom. A government ruled by the whim of men and not by the rule of law. We have become that, America, and Mike Lee says that's okay. Not only does he say that's okay, he says that's exactly who we ought to be. Well, I will tell you something, Mr. Mike Lee. Maybe you'll listen to this, maybe you won't. Maybe somebody will tell you what I say, maybe they won't. Maybe you care, maybe you don't. That is all irrelevant to a single solitary fact. You are wrong and you are not just simply in error you are in error to the destruction of the liberty of my posterity and you cannot be tolerated in this opinion and nobody should be accepting it to be true so I don't know where you stand on this and I have no idea who snatched your body but it's time for you to step up and be truthful or go home.
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We got just got one small section left, so I want to want to drop this into your your uh, knowledge backpack, your your tool of of wisdom here, and talk about this issue of impeachment really, really quick. I just don't think this is going to go away. We've talked about this a lot. I have an article on the website about impeachment. Go to chrisannhall.com. Go to the search engine. Search for an article. Just put the word impeachment in there and click the article search and you will find it. But you have Nadler saying that that Donald Trump can be impeached on anything that, that he wants or anything that Congress wants because impeachment is a political process. And then now I'm hearing conservatives saying, well, Donald Trump can be impeached for exercising bad behavior. He doesn't have to be guilty of any crime. We can, impe- we can impeach him for political reasons. No, you cannot. Okay? The whole bad behavior thing is somebody getting confused between the terms of office for the president and the terms of office for the judiciary. Article 3, Section 1 says the judges of both the Supreme and Inferior Courts shall hold their offices during good behavior. Article 2, Section 4 says the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for conviction and for conviction of treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. There is a huge difference, and I will tell you as succinctly as I can why that's a difference. Very simply, the president is elected and the judiciary is not. The judiciary is hired and the president is elected. And to place Congress in a position to remove the president from office for whatever political reason they want is to say, once again, separation of powers is dead. That Congress now employs the president, is the ruling body over the president, and determines the conditions upon which the president holds his office. Then guess what? Your popular whole your whole popular vote movement, Mr. Nadler, is completely worthless. Your one voice, one vote propaganda has been exposed. You don't want the people to actually choose the president. If that's the case, you can't remove the president for whatever want, reason you want. Conservatives cannot remove Donald Trump from office simply because they don't like what he's done. Now, I'm not trying to tell you that Donald Trump has not committed any, has not committed any impeachable offenses. I will tell you, every single president since 1861 has committed at least one impeachable offense. I had 12 on a list for Obama by 2011. What I'm saying is there's a guideline. And Congress cannot create that guideline. The guideline is established by the Constitution. Why don't the the why do the judiciary have have such a lower standard? Because they're hired. They're not elected. They're hired. What's interesting is you have people making up stuff about the impeachment of the president 
when the standard is lower for the judiciary and then I would say maybe seven out of nine of the members of the Supreme Court ought to be impeached. They ought to be removed from office for bad behavior. Alina Kagan should have been gone during the Affordable Care Act opinion. She was a solicitor general arguing in favor of the Affordable Care Act, and then she sat in judgment as a Supreme Court justice over the Affordable Care Act. In any terms of judicial ethics, that is not only a, a grounds for being removed from the bench, it is grounds for being disbarred. So don't tell me all of this stuff about Donald Trump if you're not going to win, get rid of Alina Kagan. Roberts. Breyer. My goodness. They have so many unethical ties that have been proven by judicial watch groups. And the bar is lower. They actually have a good behavior standard. So unless the president is brought up on impeachment, for treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. The impeachment is not constitutional. And if you want to set that aside for personality or whatever, then what you've just established, once again, is that the Constitution means nothing at all, and Congress is a ruling body over the people. God bless you guys. See you next time.